Welcome listeners to Snippet Sports Science Podcast, sponsored by EliteForm.com and supported by listeners like you on the crowdfunding platform Patreon. If you've been enjoying the podcast and would like us to continue our work or make improvements to the podcast, please visit our sponsor at EliteForm.com and consider supporting us on the crowdfunding platform Patreon.com slash SnippetScience. I'm your host, Jared Coleman-Stark, and today we'll be doing the fourth and possibly final part of the new theme on coffee. Today's article is Wake Up and Smell the Coffee, Caffeine Supplementation and Exercise Performance, an Umbrella Review of 21 Published Meta-Analyses. So this is another umbrella review similar to those first two parts, and I think it ties up the articles quite nicely that we've looked at that general health in snippets 69 and 71, and then considered some individualization such as discussed in the Snippet 35 interview between Chris Gavilio and Craig Pickering, as well as in Snippet 73 that looked at the UK Biobank data taking into account different genetic caffeine metabolism scores between different participants in that study and seeing how caffeine affected each of those different genetic scores. Now we're going to be using our background of health and looking a little bit more into how caffeine supplementation actually affects performance. This umbrella review was written by some pretty incredible researchers. We have the Grigics here, who we previously looked at some of their research that we've been very impressed by, as well as Craig Pickering himself. So not only did Olympian Craig Pickering provide an interview back in Snippet 35, but he's also one of the authors on this umbrella review. Another author is Brad Schoenfeld, the king of muscle hypertrophy research, as well as David Bishop, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And finally, I hope I pronounced correctly, but I'm sure I won't, Zeliko Pedesic. Now, what these researchers have done is they've taken 11 reviews, a total of 21 meta-analyses, and they've included them into an umbrella review. What they found was that caffeine was ergogenic for aerobic endurance, muscle strength, muscle endurance, power, jumping performance, and exercise speed. The magnitude of the effect of caffeine is generally greater for aerobic as compared to anaerobic exercise. Not all analyses provided a definite direction for the effect of caffeine when considering the 95% prediction interval. Using the grading of recommendations assessment, development, and evaluation criteria, the quality of evidence was generally categorized as moderate with some low to very low quality of evidence. Most individual studies included in the published analysis were conducted among young men, and so, as much of the research that we've previously seen, this highlights the demographic and possibly discriminatory issue that much of exercise science has in not including women in the research, as well as not having a full range of ages. As always, I encourage you to open up the article. We've provided the information to be able to do that in the podcast episode description below. And what you'll find is an excellent figure looking at the different effect sizes from each of the different meta-analyses broken into the different categories. So they have all the meta-analyses that looked at aerobic endurance, muscle strength, etc. I've personally gone through this and just tried to pull out sort of a rounded off effect size for each of the different variables that they've looked at. So just going through each of these, we see that exercise speed may have the largest effect size of about 0.4, although only one meta-analysis looked at exercise speed per se. 
In second place is Aerobic Endurance, with an effect size of about 0.3, and 9 meta-analyses looking at that. Quite a bit of evidence supporting that one. Next is Muscle Endurance, with an effect size of about 0.3, with 2 meta-analyses looking at that one. Then, Aerobic Power had an effect size of about 0.2, and 3 meta-analyses looking at that one. Then, Vertical Jump Height had an effect size of about 0.2, although only one meta-analysis looked at that. Second to last, we have Muscle Strength, with an effect size of about 0.2, and 4 meta-analyses looking at that variable. And finally, we have short-term high-intensity exercise with an effect size of 0.16 from a single meta-analysis. So I've done my best to go through the figures and tables and pull out some estimated overall effects for you. And it appears that the, and it appears that the exercise performance that caffeine supplementation is possibly most effective for is exercise speed with an effect size of about 0.4. Although there's only one meta-analysis that looked at that outcome measure. And so when we consider what is the most evidence performance that caffeine supplementation improves, it's actually aerobic endurance, with an effect size of about 0.3 and 9 meta-analyses backing that up. Then, at a similar level of effect, muscle endurance, with an effect size of 0.3, but only 2 meta-analyses. In the next bracket of effectiveness, we have anaerobic power, vertical jump height, and muscle strength, with effect sizes of about 0.2 each, although they range from having only one meta-analysis supporting the effect size for vertical jump height up to four meta-analyses supporting the effect size for muscle strength. And finally, the exercise performance that caffeine supplementation is least effective for could be short-term high-intensity exercise with an effect size of 0.16 from a single meta-analysis. Now that we've considered the main findings of the umbrella review, what effect does caffeine supplementation have on different exercise performances? We come to the question, what is the optimal dose of caffeine? What this umbrella review finds is that, while the included meta-analyses report that caffeine ingestion may be ergogenic across a broad range of exercise activities, the optimal dose of caffeine remains elusive. If we observe the dosage used in the primary studies across all of the included meta-analyses, it is clear that most of the studies use a single dose of caffeine, most commonly 6 mg per kilogram. For a large 100 kg male, this would be about 600 mg of caffeine, or more than 6 coffees. One study by Warren and colleagues examined the dose-response effects between the amount of caffeine ingested and its ergogenic effect on muscular endurance. This analysis found that for an increase in caffeine dose by 1 mg per kilogram, the relative effect size for muscular endurance increased by 0.10. So we go back and we review the overall effect size found for muscular endurance. We see that that was rounded to about an effect size of 0.3, with two meta-analyses supporting that number. So being able to increase that effect size by 0.1 for only 1 milligram per kilogram more caffeine is quite an impressive effect, and it might mean that more is more. The more caffeine that you supplement, the better effect sizes you'll see. However, these results should be interpreted with caution, given that the dosage explained only 16% of the between-study variance. 
To explore the optimal doses of caffeine for exercise performance, future dose-response studies are needed. The optimal doses may differ based on the source of caffeine, exercise test, muscle action type, and between individuals, which needs to be taken into account when prescribing caffeine supplementation. Now we come to the question, is coffee a good way to consume caffeine? While the results of this umbrella review suggest that caffeine is ergogenic in the majority of exercise situations, it is important to keep in mind that the majority of studies use caffeine anhydrous, highly concentrated caffeine powder, as the caffeine source, with a smaller group of studies utilizing caffeine-containing supplements such as energy drinks, bars, and gels. Coffee, the most widely used method of caffeine ingestion globally, is relatively underexplored as a pre-exercise performance enhancer. A study by Hodgson and colleagues reported that caffeine anhydrous in coffee, standardized to deliver a caffeine dose of 5 mg per kilogram, were similarly effective in enhancing aerobic endurance performance. Similar results have been reported for resistance and sprint exercise. As a result, coffee is likely an effective ergogenic aid. The main issue here is a practical one. To be ergogenic, the caffeine dose from coffee likely has to fall within the 3 to 6 mg per kilogram range. The caffeine dose received from coffee depends on many factors, including bean type, preparation method, and size of the cup. There are large differences in caffeine concentrations between different coffee brands and flavors and within the same brand across time. As a result, while the average cup of coffee contains around 100 mg of caffeine, meaning that two cups would deliver 200 mg, representing 3 mg per kilogram for a 70 kilo individual. This amount is hard to quantify in the specific cup of coffee that person is drinking. While keeping those caveats in mind, as a broad rule of thumb, two cups of coffee consumed around 60 minutes before exercise should exert an ergogenic effect in most individuals. The researchers then go on to make some suggestions for future research, including the effects of caffeine habituation, optimal timing of caffeine ingestion, effects of different sources of caffeine, effects of caffeine among trained versus untrained individuals, and the chronic effects of caffeine on exercise adaptations. In conclusion, caffeine ingestion may be ergogenic for a broad range of exercise tasks. The performance-enhancing effects of caffeine on A, muscle endurance, B, muscle strength, C, aerobic power, and D, aerobic endurance, were supported by moderate to high quality reviews and moderate quality of evidence. For other outcomes, even though the reviews were of moderate quality, the evidence was of very low or low quality. The magnitude of the effect of caffeine is generally greater for aerobic as compared to anaerobic exercise. As previously discussed from snippets 69 and 71, we know that meta-analyses often have a very narrow scope. They only focus on one test of performance. By using umbrella review methodology, we can look at all the different meta-analyses and determine the effects of caffeine on exercise performance across the totality of evidence. Therefore, Although a meta-analysis may conclude that caffeine is ergogenic for exercise performance, it would remain unclear if the effect of caffeine differs between various exercise tests or tasks. An umbrella review allows us to compare between the various exercise tests and tasks. By looking at the 21 published meta-analyses within the 11 included reviews, an umbrella review is able to report that all reviews reported significant improvements in at least one component of exercise performance following caffeine ingestion, 
with the effect size magnitude ranging from small to moderate. The effect sizes for meta-analyses that focused on aerobic tasks of performance are generally higher than those that used anaerobic tasks of performance. The meta-analytic findings apply mostly to men and young individuals, so we don't have that generalizability that we would like if there had been more female participants and if there had been a greater range of ages. Caffeine ingestion, as studied here, does not translate readily to coffee, the drink, but begs an obvious question. As a broad rule of thumb, two cups of coffee consumed around 60 minutes before exercise should exert an ergogenic effect in most individuals. Well, I think that's a great note to wrap up the coffee theme. We explored in snippets 69 and 71 the effects of coffee on overall health, and we considered individualization of that coffee or caffeine dose in snippet 73, as well as in Craig's interview with Chris in snippet 35. And now, finally, in this episode, we have covered the effects of caffeine supplementation on exercise performance. If you enjoyed this coffee theme, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment below. And if you'd like us to continue working on Snippet Sports Science Podcast and produce higher quality episodes, please visit our sponsor at EliteForm.com and consider supporting the podcast on the crowdfunding website, patreon.com slash snippet sign. Thank you.